in case you missed it on Newsbreak. In many ways, they arrived with simply what they had on their backs uh, and nothing else. But they did arrive with a sense of history, a sense of culture, a sense of religion, and a sense of tradition. But to practice this in completely alien environments, where the basic rudimentary tools to practice your religion uh, were not available, meant that people had to be innovative, they had to be imaginative. And so if you look at the first 50 years of indenture, it was really about spirituality. It was a building a sense of a body armor, if you like, and a mental armor against this environment that wanted to reduce you to nothingness. And so next time you simply drive down to the North Coast or the South Coast and you see a little small structure uh, next to a river, just think in your heads what it took to build that temple, what sacrifices were made by people who had nothing. And it will make you start to think about the bigger role that spirituality played and the temple or the church or the mosque played. And what was the role that religion played in this narrative? These sites of spirituality became more than temples. They became schools. Uh, They became places of gathering. They became a shelter for people who basically had nothing. And that's the power of their contribution to spirituality. There are also great sacrifices by people. And we just see these things as buildings. But just think when you pass the Amgeni Road Temple. Just think about its history. Think about what went into, into the sacrifices and the contributions that people made to build that temple. Just think about the St. Anthony's Church. Think about the Grey Street Mosque. It will give you insights into your history that you won't know, you would never have known before. And so that is why we must value what we have, because people fought for that. People sacrificed for that. And sometimes people forget. So remind us, Prof, how did our religious shrines move and develop from decade to decade? So they would have come in 1860, they would have built temples, they would have built mosques, they would have built churches where they were laboring on the plantation. Then they would come to urban areas and had to leave those things behind. So they would come back, live in places like Riverside, in Clarewood, in Cato Manor. They would rebuild temples and mosques and churches. And then a group areas came. And those things had to be left behind. And then they went to Chatsworth and Phoenix, and they built again. And how did the spirituality of the 1860 Indian indentured laborer evolve into what it is today? Spirituality for the indentured was a weapon to fight, to get dignity, to turn themselves from numbers into real living people, to hand down to their children a sense of tradition, a sense that they have a history, and a sense of possibility. So that was the essence of it. A lot of it is still there. You know, it moves me when you go to Tongat and people come from wherever they are. They're living now. Whatever their social status and their class status, they come back to Tongat and they carry poverty. It's something miraculous and beautiful. Just think about who gave us these buildings, who gave us this huge sense that we have a past and we have a future. Ordinary people who worked for less than nothing, who lived in conditions of semi-slavery, gave us this. We must go back to what religion is supposed to be, the house of the poor, the house of the downtrodden.
the house of those who have nothing but can hang on to the beauty of the religious word. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.